on this episode of War No Damn Experts, Rebecca and Maddie share with you the makers of Great Falls. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're no damn experts. And again, we're kind of highlighting the non-expert title (laughs) by talking about things we don't necessarily know too much about. I love shopping, and I I think I'm an expert at shopping. Yes. But this episode, we're going to talk about the people who make things that you can... Buy, basically, which is a whole new skill set that I do not have. Yes. And, you know, just shopping, I can talk like, oh, let's oh, just yeah. go buy these clothes at the Blue Rose and she'll tell me if they look good or not. But these people that make things, that's a different category. Oh, man. So today's episode, the makers in Great Falls, the, th- the people who make things. They're not the people like our friends at the Blue Rose or Dragonfly. Well, Dragonfly does make some stuff, but where they're going to market and buying great inventory and stocking their store. These are the people who make the products that are in the store that you're buying. So, so just differentiate that. So they're, they're not like Monique at Real Deals who goes to market. And she's right. like, look at all the cool stuff. And then she <laughs> stocks her, once again, a huge store. <laughs> These are the people that are dying. Dying. <laughs> like I know where com- you were going because I know what we're talking about. But like the color. Yeah. The color of process of dying. Pigmenting. There we go. <laughs> or dying. There you go. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the creative people that are good enough to, at making things that can sell them. So let's start with the one that I love going into the most and have no ability to really buy anything in her store. Is it a place for makers? <laughs> it is Farmer's Daughter Fibers, yes. Yeah. Um, um, and I love the store. I love the colors. I love the yarn. I love everything about it. The fabric, the uh, complete aesthetic, the better energy, the vibe. It is gorgeous. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm going to tell you people who are listening how gorgeous it is. Our former coworker. Jason, we miss you. (laughs) Jason goes to meet Candace at Farmer's Daughter's Fibers and tells her everything about tourism, gets her to be a member. And he comes back and he says, have you been to that space? (laughs) It is absolutely beautiful. And this is a man telling me that I need to go to the yarn store and the fabric store and everything else she sells in there because it's that pretty. And, And he says... When you plan on going, like, let me know. Like, I'll go along with you. It's that cool. I'll take along for a second visit because it's so pretty in there. It is stunning, the design, the layout. And I don't crochet. I don't knit. I don't know the difference between the two. So if you are a child under 17, I forget the rating, but I'm going to read a, they have a, they have like a stitch and bitch there. Oh, so I feel, want to be a part of that. I do too. Cause they drink wine. I can sit and moderate. I can, yes, I will be your facilitator. <laughs> I will make sure you are knitting and 
being in the proper context. (laughs) I want to buy all the thread. Yes. I mean the yarn. And I just want to display it in my house like she has it displayed in her store. I will. I don't have that kind of square footage in my home. I would need another room devoted to this endeavor. And then I just give people tours. Like, here's my yarn room. And they'd be like, oh, my. What have you made? I don't know how to do any of it. But it's gorgeous. And it's hand dyed right here. And she picks colors from a palette, which is the the nature around her. And so, obviously, it's the most beautiful store in the world. (laughs) It's stunning. I can crochet. Oh. So... Then go buy some yarn. I yeah, but the crochet is just one hook, and then you get the knitting, and all I see is just like two sticks. Like, that I, if you were watching a video of me, I'm just <laughs> going in and out. With yeah, their and then hands. and then they like make sweaters that are cool, and they're like socks. They even have classes that will be like, hey, you're gonna make a fall sweater, and you're gonna finish. <laughs> Our goal is to finish because I've started many crocheting projects and I've never completed. Which is the good point. You will fall in love with the yarn. And then you will need to learn how to use it, and you can do that. And I, Farmer's I, Daughter's Fiber. And I forgot her book title, but she's even an author. She's very creative. And I'm going to let you know something. Okay. Her social media following is so much larger than ours. Her curated content on Instagram, stellar. Breathtaking. She takes those own photos. She takes her own photos. She's such a creative person so this isn't really even a plug it was more like (laughs) hey candace is it cool like are we cool enough to talk about you are we worthy um just because that space i think she could rent out for parties and people would just walk along walk along with their red wine or whatever wine you want beer too and just oh isn't that cute and not pretty like right touch and ta-da that's my birthday party (laughs) so place one the farmer's daughter's fibers that and candace the creator, maker, and her husband of the fiber that is on display there. So so when you come to Great Falls, this is one of the places that you should check out if you're looking for a souvenir. Because, yes, we have the stickers, the standby items that you can buy, the T-shirts, hats. Those are available at some of our places like Dragonfly yeah. Dragons. Um, but if you want to get a unique item, get the yarn. Whether you knit or not, or crochet or not, get the I- yarn. We bought a pretty weird souvenir during one of our trips once. I've never used it. <laughs> They're two marble bowls. Okay. From a marble mountain. And, Ooh. And a marble vase. Never used the bowls because I said to my husband, what am I going to do with this? Well, we can eat ice cream out of it. Out of a marble bowl? Like, what kind of lifestyle do I live? <laughs> but it's on just. And it's prettier than the shot glass I got from Australia. Right. (laughs) It's now chipped. So I guess that's my way of showing I've been somewhere is like maybe that's a conversation piece. So I'm thinking we go on Pinterest and we find crafts that we can do with bundled yarn. There we go. That don't leave the the swirl. Yeah. Like how how, how can we shape it together, tie it in a a a ball? Yeah. We could just make... (laughs) Or a wreath seems pretty simple. We could just staple it to a blanket and be like, ta-da. Candace, please don't listen to this episode. We've just cheapened your entire experience there. So you were talking about bowls. The next maker I want to talk about, Don Hansen. Oh. Who is a potter in town, and he makes 
bowls and vases and urns and plates and, well, anything you want him to make, he'd make. But he's got a nice little um, studio that he has his stuff in, and then he participates in Western Art Week. and Which we just started soliciting information for. So, And I am a sucker for pottery. Oh, I am too. I don't care how many pottery bowls I have or... I have this great, well, I had. See, this is why you need more, because sometimes we lose them. Or we lose them in tragic ways. Falls out of the cupboard onto the counter. It was a display platter, like Uh a platter with these beautiful handles. I loved it. But Don Hansen, been making bowls and pottery and stuff for years. I'd call him a master potter. I don't know if he'd call himself that, but... Hey, we have people that have been on the Hall of Fame and don't introduce themselves as that. So that is true. Maybe he's just a shop owner in his eyes <laughs> who just dabbles. <laughs> but the bowls and the vases that I've seen of his are absolutely stunning. You know, when you can look at the colors and the glazing and all the technique that goes into shaping it and sizing it. Again, probably not a skill set I possess. Something I think I'm going to be better at than knitting. Okay, Yes. I think. Well, here's the thing. I think I'm good at telling when something's pretty, (laughs) not necessarily creating that pretty thing. So if you gave me two bowls, I could tell you which one would be more, which one's prettier in my my eyes and probably people that are stylish like me. So, But so Don, um, we, he is planning for Western Art Week. The first time he participated was in 2021. And, I mean, if he's listening to this, congratulations on finding the podcast, Don, because he's already given me so much hassle through email that he's like, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to come in your office and talk to you. But I was saying I needed some images of his pottery to put on our website so people know what to expect for his experience. And he's like, I'll get it to you soon. So I just started Googling. He even has pottery that's on eBay and some other sites. Like people are reselling his pottery and they're saying it's Don Hansen's pottery. Yeah. Like he's name brand. Yeah. And I almost wanted to buy it. And then I saw the price tag. <laughs> then you're like, hmm, might need to save up. Maybe he's got some rejects that he's selling out the back <laughs> yeah. door. <laughs> Maybe I could give him like a premier listing on the website. We can do some trade <laughs> option or he can donate a piece for a new office space. And that's exactly what I was hoping he would do is instead of what we have for our little Keurig cups for our um, coffee. Oh, if we had a Don Hansen bowl and put all of our cups in there, I love it. It would be awesome. <laughs> he would be like a thousand dollars, and we'd be like a deal if there was ever anyone. <laughs> so, his stuff is gorgeous. Not all of it is, you know, right. There are different levels that you can commit to investing. How do I say this properly? You guys know what I'm talking about. There's right. different price points that you can get and enjoy. Yep. And if not, just come and look. But pottery, I think I've bought in. Just in the last year, three different bowls, and and they're new shapes for me. So oh. usually I get the wide round bowl. This is like a fluted narrow bowl, and it is. They're really awesome. I bought three in the same shape, Are you all different colors, like shrimp cocktail type. No, they're big, like popcorn. Oh, just not fat and wide. They're tall and okay, vase like, but Va- still vasey. Very stunning. Okay. I'm pretty excited about my pieces. I am too. I got a pottery at uh, the farmer's market this past summer, and 
I asked how much it was and the man told me the price and I was like, sold, like <laughs> so quick. If I am whipping out my debit card that fast to pay for it, I'm pretty sure your point's a little too low. <laughs> you should gauge my reaction. I should want to squirm a little bit and then still buy it. Yeah, like, honey, can we please, if we don't pay the mortgage next month? <laughs> the other thing that I have bought so much of this past year and my husband is one who's like, really, we're buying more of these? The pretty wood slabs that you can use for charcuterie boards or cutting boards or whatever they are. Or chocolate. Right. Any kind of display for food. The wood boards. I've bought so many of them. And then I saw the ones that Chris and Susan make at Goodwood Guys. Yeah, because... Well, you took the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, again, do, redoing the visitor guide. And but I, this is how bad this is. Like, I've seen the pictures. I've went through the visitor guide. Mm -hmm. And I know Chris and Susan do amazing stuff with wood. I've visited with Chris about a lot of projects. He's amazing when it comes to making things out of wood. And I came back from visiting with them about the shelving. And I told you, I'm like, have you <laughs> seen their charcuterie boards? And mm. you looked at me like, you've got to be kidding me. You can't be this unaware of everything that's going on. I'm like, and Maddie looks at me and she says, yeah, I took the pictures. <laughs> it's, like, it's in the guide. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, on a project you've been working for a year and a half, and you say someone <laughs> take a picture, and that picture's then, and you're like, I'm, I'm done. But then, again, you go to the place, and you're, you love it. And their business cards are even out of wood. I know. It's Now, I've also found another thing that I want them to make for us. Wooden engraved um, luggage labels. I know. We need the wood slab, but then we also need someone, like, I think they might have a a thing, a laser engraver they thing. They do. They do have one of those. To make a... Branded? Yeah. Okay. I don't see why we can't make this happen. <laughs> I think we can. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. But the coolest thing to me about the wood, and I'm just going to call it wood, you can go buy wood from the Goodwood guys, is the birch charcuterie board that they have is the prettiest wood I have ever seen. Really? It was, it called to me. I put it on my Christmas list. <laughs> okay, Robert or me or Santa <laughs> or whoever in my family drew my name and I, you don't listen. I know you don't, but I'll forward you this episode. Yeah, take a hint. Yeah, it is absolutely beautiful. Is it going to be available by Christmas? Because they do have their pumpkin patch, like, where people are in and out of their store all the time right now. And in general, but... They it is the greatest fear of my life to want something and not want to buy it for yourself so somebody else can give you a gift that you want. But maybe they can just make me another one. Here's what I've learned. <laughs> Ruin the gift process for everyone else, but keep it for you. And that's why my husband will always be um, damned. <laughs> When it comes to gift giving, because he's like, she already bought that for herself. But guess what, honey? I didn't buy us quality time together. <laughs> like, let's and go on a date. <laughs> We're going to go to the symphony. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. As long as you're aware that you ruined my life, then that's good. We made a rule in our family that you cannot buy anything for yourself after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Do you know how painful that is? I would disown myself. <laughs> Separate. <laughs> The judge like, would be like, understood, 
You guys can do your crazy business. She's going to buy the shoes that are on sale. They're the best time of year to shop because of all the sales. That and after Christmas. And if you wait for after Christmas, especially in the last couple of years, and I'm assuming it's going to be a trend forever, inventory is super limited after Christmas anymore. There used to be a lot more available. No, nope, not anymore. No, mm -mm. Buy it before the Christmas. Buy it on those sales. Get it. And it's devastating. Goodwood, guys, they're an urban sawmill. We talked a little bit about them before. And I don't know if you know what an urban sawmill is, but they harvest or collect wood from the urban area that would otherwise be in a landfill. Right. And they're the only one in the state. They first joined the Urban Sawmill Association somewhere out of California, like to get involved. I'm not sure what kind of progress they've made since then, but I'm on a podcast where it says I'm a liar, so it's okay. You guys get the gist. Right. But people that are so interested in this area or this industry, they come out of their way to to go there. Their reason for visiting Great Falls is the Goodwood guys. Yeah. Yeah. So... And the story you get to tell from the wood that's there. I mean, they took the Christmas tree from our city center, turned it into a table... And raffled it off. You have the city Christmas tree table. In your house. There's nothing cooler than that. No. And I did see some cool wood there. And they were running it through the planing. Yeah. Is is this the right? Planer. Planer. And Chris, who was a science teacher too, so he's ready to stump you. I was like, I don't want this conversation to continue. Chris, just here to get some video content. Um, he was saying about like how the different wood is so unique there because of the minerals in the Missouri River have changed the way the wood looks on the inside. So then it stains uniquely. So this is truly one of a kind pieces that just can't be replicated because the minerals change and the accessibility. <laughs> and so thank you. You can only get that information kind of here. So Susan <laughs> told me that like a week before that, or maybe earlier that day when she was giving me a tour. And she's like, oh, it's from the minerals from the Missouri River. And I'm like, okay, lock and key. Because, guys, I'm going to prove to you I, I keep things in my brain. Chris wasn't there. So then I go see Chris, and he's like, oh, look at this different type of wood and how the colors are a little different. Do you know why? Because he's quizzing me the entire time. I'm like, right. looks like it's probably from the mineral deposits along the Missouri River. And he's like, that's exactly right. <laughs> so really, people... We retain knowledge and we, we send it back out for you. Think of it right here. <laughs> um, the Goodwood guys, they're located uh, like around 23rd and 8th around there. Um, yeah. But they're open. They're busy. If you want to go and explore, they'll usually let you. Well, and the other cool thing is they have a lot of just raw materials there. So slabs of wood. But when I was there getting shelving for our new office, mm-hmm. picking out shelving, they have like things on display, little... Like the coffee they have? Well, they have the coffee, but they also have shelving and sinks and countertops that they've created demo spaces of what this wood could look like. Oh, yeah. I saw their trade booth for the Home and Garden Show. Wow. That bowl? Yes. Like in a sink with an apple tree? Saw that. Because Susan's like, apple trees don't get cut down every day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. But I didn't ask the price. And then I asked the price, and she told me it was $10,000. But it's an original, handcrafted. 
It's a masterpiece. And it's solid wood. This is something that's going to either go in like an art gallery or like be a feature in that um, or someone's vacation home that has vacation (laughs) homes with sinks like that. But I remember when I was younger, I went to the Kohler Museum. Okay. So sinks to all that stuff. Yeah. Toilets. Yeah. Faucets. (laughs) Um, This put everything to shame there. Yeah. It, It was gorgeous. I loved every component about it and just to see the different types of wood and how they're naturally stained or how you can stain them to enhance certain colors. Oh, my God. So one little last piece about Goodwood, guys. They do some urban sawmill demonstrations on the weekends. So check our Facebook page, our event page, or you can look at the Goodwood guys on their Facebook just in case. um, And they'll let you run the machine. So I got to run it. Did you have to go through safety training? I mean, Craig Matson won't let you do much. Surprisingly <laughs> not. Um, yeah, it was it was a little difficult because he's then saying, now you have to lift the wood and bring it over here. And I'm like, Chris, I didn't volunteer for this. Okay. Hey, they needed, it's a labor shortage. <laughs> I'm here to get video. I'm going to put, I'm going to link the video that I took there because I did a time lapse. And then you guys can get an idea of what it's like. And I made sure to cut myself out of it because I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> What else do people make here? Well, the next area that I'm going to delve into on things that are made here, people who make things here, is food. Something near and dear to our hearts because you need... Because it's near our stomach. And food is fuel, so you can't survive without it. But we're in the agriculture center of the state. We've mentioned this before. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And so we have wheat. We have barley. We have... cows (laughs) we make cows there we go (laughs) but the one i want to talk about is first our wheat okay and there's a lot of farmers and ranchers that grow wheat but it's milled here in great falls at general mills so i'll just say bill harp is a maker of wheat (laughs) congrats bill good job he doesn't run the equipment there's a lot of other people that run the equipment but i'm sure he knows how to run it he just doesn't do that as a day-to-day operation there but so there's that component which then makes pasta which is top-notch top world amazing pasta and i've mentioned to many guests who come in and i don't know how the conversation comes up don't think when you walk in the office i'm gonna go we're in great falls and we make pasta (laughs) that's it doesn't just come out like that, but people are, eventually they ask me questions and it comes out that we are a big pasta hub. But our wheat is amazing. And so the wheat that is milled at General Mills is then piped across the alley to Pasta Montana. And then they make pasta with it. And I tell you all this to know that these things are made here. Uh-huh. But they're very difficult to buy here. Yes. (laughs) You cannot get Pasta Montana made pasta very easily in our town. The brand you have to look for is Costa Pasta, C-O-S-T-A. Okay. And it is on some shelving in some grocery stores, but it's not easy to find. The pasta that we make is majority used in frozen food entrees. Because it's that high of quality that it can handle that food processing. Yep. And buffets, like at Vegas and Disney Cruise Lines, it's on buffets. 
Oh, okay. And so you think, why would they use the highest quality pasta in those low-end food products? Have well, you, do you know how much a Disney cruise is? <laughs> it's not cheap, people. Yeah. <laughs> so pasta is why. Yeah. But because high-quality pasta holds up over long periods of time so that you can freeze it and reheat it and it still maintains its al dente okay. feel. Integrity. Yes. When you go to a high-end restaurant, they'll make their own pasta and then um, cook it for you fresh, and then you consume it all within like an hour. Yeah. That doesn't work for a lot of other places, and so that higher-quality pasta does. And people. I've never made pasta. No. I, I have a friend, Terry. Her and her boyfriend, I'm pretty sure they should just start a catering business, but they're always making pasta and doing crazy stuff, and I'm like... <laughs> I really want to try that. I really do. And I know Pizzazz has a pasta making class every now and again. Every now and again, if you can get in. I'm going to let you know this. They fill up fast. <laughs> and you had a slot and then I let it go. I wasn't able to keep the appointment. How about that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we can talk about Pizzazz classes all day because I really want to do the charcuterie board again because the peppered, oh, you know, the pickled peppers they had were amazing. And I couldn't find them probably for eight months after that. They're like, oh, no, no, never mind her. Yeah. I have begged and asked, like, where else do you find them? And then I just hope one day they'll show up in the fridge there at Pizzazz so I can buy them again. You and me both. (laughs) They were so good. (laughs) So good. Such a good class. I love charcuterie, which is why I buy a lot of wood boards now. There you go. So the wheat, um, we also have wheat Montana wheat. Which isn't necessarily made in Great Falls, but is available here and probably uses some of our wheat. I mean, that's maybe close enough. I'm probably making up lies. The other agricultural thing that I want to point out that we do use, which is just from around here, but it does show up in some other products, is smoot honey. Okay. Which is made out of power. And I'd love to give credit to the people at smoot honey. But really, it's the bees that make it. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what you're going to say about Central Avenue Meats later on. <laughs> you're like, I really want to give credit to you guys, but it's the cows. Yeah, you just process it. <laughs> yeah, but power's, what, 45 minutes away? And not even, yeah, maybe it's, that. It's one of the outskirting farms areas uh-huh. in our area. So, And the honey is absolutely great. And... Little side note, you can find it in Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company beer. I remember Jeremiah when he gave us that tour, like we use Snoot Honey, like it's local. Yeah. I mean, I consider Snoot Honey local. I do too, only because I'll drive out to power. Yeah. For a Thursday night. When people like... Because I know how to party, right? Yeah. If it's within 60 miles, it's pretty much local. local. Yeah, yeah, you can claim it. I mean, what what else are you going to do? In addition to the honey that they collect from the bees who make it, mm-hmm. <laughs> put it into jars, their processors, they also make an energy drink with their honey. Oh, yes. I've not had it. I, well, we had those items from 2J's Market. Yes. And our friend is deployed right now. And so... My husband's like, what should we give Joe? Like, I want to get him some unique items. And I was like, let him try this power drink. (laughs) So Mark sent it last week. He should be getting it this week. And I'll ask Joe what he thinks about his little taste of Montana all the way over there. So, yeah, it should be good. But I know that the chips 
um, Louise loses loses chips. They are approved by me and my daughter. Um, Her salsa or taco sauce, whatever. I like it. Okay. We first came on to that sauce uh, through the Made in Montana show a long time ago when it was still here in Great Falls. And Robert's like, that's amazing. And we bought like three jars of it. And then you realize you need three more. Yeah. Oh, okay. so there's never enough. No, not ever. While we're talking about um, some of the food, one of my favorite things that is made here is Parker's Hangover Tonic. What is it? I saw pictures. It looks like a mix. Like, is it up the Bloody Mary aisle, the Caesar aisle? So it or... is for both, whether it be a Caesar or a Bloody Mary. And what is a Caesar? Because not everyone knows what that is. That's true. Let me get through what the okay. thing is, and then I'll tell the difference between a Bloody Mary and a Caesar. Canadian friends are already screaming at the, t- <laughs> at, the at the radio. What are you talking about? Because they... Caesars are the best. How do you get a podcast on a radio? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Parker's Hangover Tonic um, is a mix that you make Caesars or Bloody Marys with. And the reason it's a mix is because if you go anywhere, every person has their own style or measurements of making a Bloody Mary, or a Caesar. Well, on certain days, sometimes you just need a little bit of consistency, or maybe from a staffing standpoint, you don't know how to make a Caesar or a Bloody Mary, and this mix allows you to be able to make consistent Bloody Marys and and Caesars. Yeah. You can get it at Pizzazz. Oh, okay. I tried to buy it at 2J's. They don't have it. Okay. (laughs) Which makes sense, because they don't really have an alcohol section at 2J's, which is where that would be. And it's uh, a mixer. Okay. The difference between a Bloody Mary and a Caesar is simply the base from which the red juice comes from. So if you're going to drink a Bloody Mary, you do the Parker's Hangover Tonic, vodka, and then you'll use tomato juice. Okay. A Caesar uses Clamato juice. And what's Clamato juice? I have been told it's juice from a clam, but everyone knows you can't juice a clam. So, <laughs> it's um, a, a man-made product. <laughs> when we were at Enbar doing the video shoot for the Ms. Phil, when we were at Enbar doing the familiarization shoot, I had a Caesar. Okay. That's the drink I sat in front of. Yep. And I was drinking, like, what is this? <laughs> Mike's like, it's a Caesar. I'm like, this is delicious because I do like Bloody Mary's. And then I've gone other places, and I'm like, do you have Caesars? They're like, oh, what? <laughs> because I've been craving that Caesar for, yeah, since August. Yeah, that's a long time to crave one. It's, and for my birthday, my husband made me Bloody Marys, and they were inconsistent. Yeah. But that's what happens. I like a Caesar because I believe a Clamato juice is just a little bit lighter and a little less thick or... I- Heavy, it's a little sweeter to me, and that's what I like. I like the thick Bloody Marys. I don't mind it being heavier. I think just the one at Enbar that I had hit the spot because I think there were some pickled yeah. onions in it. Or and then, so we're going down a completely different okay, path. But, just, but I'm going to tell you the best way to have a Caesar is with cucumber vodka. Really? Oh my gosh! City Bar and Casino. They shared a video the other day, yesterday, or the day before, of the best Caesar in town. And then Heidelberg Lounge put okay. like put one for best one in town. 
And I'm like, how do I go there now? <laughs> how do I start testing this for content now? Or just my life. Like, I don't, at this point, I don't care if I get video or share it with work. I just want one now. It looked so good. So if you're in Great Falls and you want to see her, let me know. I'll go with you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try test to them get, together. We'll find it out. Okay. So along the food lines, we're going to delve into things that are going your mouth but aren't necessarily food. As a group, I'm going to call it candy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're getting a little worried about where I was I headed. I was. I was getting a little worried. So we have the popcorn kernel here oh. in our town. Mm-hmm. And the team over at the popcorn kernel hand makes popcorn. Not just plain popcorn, but all kinds of flavors of popcorn. And the popcorn balls. And popcorn balls. And piso cakes. So popcorn balls are new to me. Oh. <laughs> and then I go there to take photos and I'm in the back. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing this? So it's pretty much like a Rice crispy. Yep. But with popcorn. Yep. And they're so perfect. And you just, they got a ball maker. Yeah. <laughs> popcorn kernel. And they just scoop it up and smash it together and then on to the next one. But... They're almond-flavored popcorn balls. Really? Oh, they're so amazing. I can... And then maybe if you did your own drizzle of chocolate on top? Oh. They have a butter pecan popcorn at the Popcorn Kernel that is amazing. Big chunks of pecan covered in that crunchy, buttery goodness. Okay. So I need this and a Caesar. (laughs) We're going to share that video of them making the popcorn balls on this show notes, too. Okay. Yeah. Of course, I took video. And they... They're making it. They're like, "Are you sure this is this is what you want?" Because they do it all the time. And I'm right. like, "No, people are gonna eat this up, and literally, uh, and figuratively." So I share it. And obviously, it performs well. She's like, "Oh yeah, I guess it does look kind of cool, <laughs> kind of cool. Come on, super cool." They have um, different flavors every like they have a flavor of the month that they bring out just for that month, mm-hmm. and for anyone. You, you need to know they make a black licorice popcorn only available in October. It's October right now. And I am not a fan of black licorice at all. No, I'm not a fan of licorice. Or- My mother, who you've been in contact with before. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> loves black licorice. And she'll get the black licorice popcorn in her tin. I got her a tin one year. Okay. She refills it. She loves it. Okay, because... And then she shared it with other people she lives with. They're like, they're, it's in demand. We need to get black licorice popcorn. I'm like... Did I'll... you try the black licorice popcorn? No, I'm not, I'm not like, going I'm to. <laughs> My daughter likes licorice, and she's like, can you try it? I'm like, I know I don't really... I know I don't like it. I've tried licorice before. It's not really for me. And she's, of course, young. So she's like, try it. So wanting to set a good example of trying foods that were, are new to us. Like a bite, and I was like, mm, I, I, I see the flavor can be good for some people, but I don't want any more. And she's like, okay, and then I spit it out. So that's me being a good mom. <laughs> What's that mix of popcorn um, that has like cheddar and caramel and something else? Um, plain popcorn called um, Montana Mix. Montana Mix, okay. Oh, it's so good. Okay. My... My go-to when I go get to my tin refilled, mm-hmm. and when they're not refilling tins, just bags, Montana Mix, Colonel Cheesy Combo. 
Okay, I can guess. Oh. I usually do those too. And if my spouse is with me, I have to get like a sweet one, which is usually caramel. Um, caramel or kettle corn. He'll get. Okay. Um, there's a seasonal one that they do that is like uh, cinnamon and peppermint and. Really, okay, that's pretty good. I think I I like the cheese popcorn and the caramel popcorn. <laughs> Plain popcorn's good too. Fine, yeah. but like if I'm gonna it's go good. there, I'm gonna eat something else. I know one of the other things that are made here or processed is the meat. <laughs> so Central Avenue Meats, who won last year for the best storefront, I think, on Central because it's so pretty. It is gorgeous store. Then you go inside and they have like a little play area for kids, like yeah. a small little cow and a seating area. I'm like, so people just hang out at the butcher shop. And I'm like, Drew's like, yep, that's <laughs> the way it works. So they have all this meat, like fresh and they they do make some stuff beyond just cutting up the steak for you. They make the burger patties there. So the flavored burger burger oh. patties that have okay peppers and onions or cheese in them, they make those burger patties there. So they're makers. Okay. Well, because I bought a, a steak. I don't know what kind because I'm not... I like steaks. So, so whoever's listening to this, please don't think I don't like red meat or anything. <laughs> my husband's the steak guy. So I said, my husband likes steak, a good steak. Just give me the best one you have. Um, and I remember bringing home. I was like, that was really good. Yeah. So I can't imagine what the burgers are going to be like. I've not had anything bad there. And Drew makes the burgers. I think they've even got pork there now. They've okay. got chorizo. They've got just amazing things that they make there. But the beef comes from McCafferty Ranch, which, which is, is 40, local. 40 minutes away? Yeah, if that, yeah. the Tiger Butte area. It's absolutely stunning up there. But that's where the that's where the cow comes from. Yeah. And the McCafferty Ranch people are feeding it that's grass and oats and whatever else. And Elevation often features the McCafferty beef in their Taco Tuesdays. And bar also. Although, yep. And then Harvest Craft Kitchen. Their Philly Friday special, mm, that's McCafferty beef. The best Philly cheesesteak in the world. Probably the world. We've even tested it against people from Philly. They're like, no, that's better. That's the best. And so Matt's, well, I'll, I'll tell you later. So, <laughs> But it's the best people. He might have an insider scoop on why he makes it the best, but I have eaten the entire thing. Um, and That's, um, you got to be uncomfortable afterwards because <laughs> you either got to prepare for it Right. Like prep for this meal. Like don't stop eating at lunch the, night, the day before. Have willpower and only eat half. Or if you do well, eat that's the, me. the entire thing, you just be like, I'm, I got to go, boss. I'm going to work from home somewhere where I can have sweatpants on, yep. on the couch, lay this stomach out. <laughs> um, along the candy lines, we also have fudge and taffy and truffles and that kind of stuff made here at the candy shop. Candy masterpiece. Uh, yes. Angie and her team over there making candy. And what I love about going in there, every time I go in, they're like, how's your day going? I'm like, good. How about you? I make candy every day. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. And I'm like, that's true. You get to make candy every day. We were doing family photos and I told my daughter, like, she doesn't want to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to get you a lollipop 
And I know they don't make them there, <laughs> but I show my daughter, it's going to be a fancy one. I pull up a picture of like one of those circle twirled ones. Oh, yeah. So I walk in, they're like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, great. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're with tourism, aren't you? are like, yes. I'm like, thanks for thinking of us. I'm like, you guys are so sweet. Are you like inhaling something? <laughs> the fumes from the, the candy? Sugar. Yeah. And I'm like, where can I get a lollipop? She's like, oh, there they are. Knew exactly where to point me in the direction when there's thousands of types of candy. And of course, while I was there, I had to buy little chocolates. And the truffles are so good. So I bought six. I ate three myself, and I gave the bag of three to my husband. Like, here are your three. And this was on a Tuesday, and he was leaving for work the next day. And he's like, well, I'll eat them later. Like, we're, no, going, to the, we're going to the photo shoot today. Like, we don't have time. And then he left, and I was like, what's this white bag in the cabinet? I'm like, it's mine. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. But they're fudged. Like, even they're, oh, they, they have the, the huckleberry type, which I guess is a popular type because people that come to Montana think that there are huckleberries in Great Falls. There aren't. Sorry, guys, but hey, we get it. But when you are in the western part of the state, let me just make that plug for huckleberry. When you are in the western part of the state, they make stuff with fresh huckleberries, and you should eat as much as you can. I've heard of a bear paw huckleberry. At the Pole Bridge Bakery. Yep. Oh. My. God. Really? Because when I... Really? And, yeah. Because I heard about this from the woman who, who, who was hosting us. She's like, here's what you're going to do. Right. You're going to get up early, and you're going to drive to this bakery. You're going to get yourself a bear claw huckleberry one. And then you're going to enter the park. It's yep. not going to be on going to the Sun Road. It's going to be a different. But she was so adamant about it. We didn't do it. You I know, screwed up. I know. I missed out. When you're in Glacier. And okay, I've been to Glacier a number of times. And it wasn't until a couple weeks ago where we made our anniversary tour of the northwestern area of the state. Because there's just so much to the state that we don't explore. Yeah. We've said this before. But we went to Glacier as part of that. And I said, we have to go to Pole Bridge and get this Huckleberry Bear Claw. And my husband's like, really? I'm like, yeah. So we go into the park and we went through the part of the park through Apgar Village and out on Camas Road, which we've never been on. Okay. Beautiful, stunning. The whole part of the park we've never experienced. <laughs> so when you're planning your glacier trip. Bear Claw. Take the time to go to Pole Bridge and get the Bear Claw. Now I'm upset. But, so, but sorry, I, I detoured No, us, it's okay. But... I, it's the same kind of um, <laughs> confidence, energy. What's the word I'm looking for when we tell people? Conviction. Conviction. When we tell people about like a sandwich at Harvest Craft Kitchen. <laughs> right. Or like, no, you need to try this. Like go there now before they close. So, so fresh huckleberry stuff on the western part of the state. Do it. Um, they don't grow here, but Huckleberry Fudge, it's good. It's good. They have they have a wide variety, and I know if you buy a pound, you get like half pound free or something yeah. like that. The first time I ever got this fudge, I had worked on a project for uh, the Junior League here in Great Falls, and as payment for this, they gave me fudge. These people know how to work me. I love it. It's either beer or candy. That, that's what I work for, <laughs> except for tourism. I work for a paycheck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They gave me the fudge, and it was um, the smaller half-pound box. Okay. But I had a sliver of, like, so many different varieties. Each sliver was a new variety, and it was so good. 
And they let you sample a lot. And they're like, I know. And I'm like, am I abusing the sampling? <laughs> you start policy? to feel bad because there's like 20 flavors of fudge there. And you're like, mm, can I try this one too? <laughs> yeah. Um, and just cut me off a chunk of every one of them. <laughs> well, you know I'm going to buy something. <laughs> you already know. Like you got me in the bag. So it's delicious there. They're really friendly. And again, we did the taffy pulling video where it's mesmerizing of just taffy pulling on a machine older than anyone that works there. So there isn't any safety precautions. And they had a custom glass cage to go over it. So no one would put their <laughs> arm in it because if it takes it, it breaks it. Um, but awesome video. And they've tried to like, well, they not have tried. They have recreated that video. Because they're like, hey, guess what? It's Friday. We're pulling. And, <laughs> and they show a video like it. I'm like, yes. I'm so glad that this is now a continued right. like, occurrence on my feed because I'll, I'll walk over there. Yeah. And the taffy is amazing. Yes. It's a beautiful gift to give and it's a beautiful gift to receive <laughs> and to watch. <laughs> Now, this was just a highlight of some of our makers. We've got a lot more makers. Mm -hmm. But as I'm looking at the time. Oh, yeah. We probably should wrap it up and then um, tease you with the fact that we're going to have more maker conversations. Because we're Montana's base camp for art and adventure, which means the art part, wide range. Yeah. Tons of makers. Tons of creative people. Tons of things that are made here in Great Falls. That would be definitely a hard topic to keep focused on. So we're going to need to bring in individuals. Yeah. And delve deep. Let's learn some more about these people. Yeah. Just, yeah, I guess, mm, no, I'm looking at some of this stuff. And I'm like, well, what could you do with that wood? Because I was looking at this and you can engrave it. And that's oh. more Western Art Week. Um, but yeah, there's tons of art and other, like the cowboy gear. Yeah. I, the jewelry, the earrings. The things, these are things that are made here. So we're sorry if you gained five to 10 pounds while listening to this episode. <laughs> um, and we didn't even, well, we only talked about the honey in the beer, not even the actual beer. beer. We haven't talked about that. There are, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but uh, the Blue Rose has uh, rings that are made out of Tiffany spoons. The guy who makes them is from here. Oh, no. They're stunning. I don't know if there's any left, but. They were amazing. Oh, well, you can find all this and more <laughs> on our show notes at werenodamexperts.com or give me a call at 406-761-4436. I'll let you know about any events coming up in Great Falls, where you can buy the perfect souvenir, or if you just want to chat and need something to do. Because I just talked with a gentleman today and he's like, should I come down there or your website have the information? Like, my website has the information, but guess what? You got me on the line right now. <laughs> Let's talk. So, yeah, let him know how he could experience um, Lewis and Clark history, but he also wanted to know where to go downtown. And we can help you with that. We may be kindred spirits, and you might like every one of our recommendations. Some you may go, mm, they might be a little off, but... Or you might be sassy with me, and I might be sassy back, so... <laughs> All good things that happened. <laughs> but that's the banter. This is going to be our relationship. <laughs> so if you don't want to talk to me, I understand. Just shoot me an email at information at visitgreatfalls.org. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. We um, are excited to share our town with you all the time. And until we see you here in Great Falls, we hope you're having a fabulous time wherever you are, creating memories with your friends and family. But we want to see you here in Great Falls, so let's see you soon. Bye-bye. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town.
that felt good. On the next episode of Horno Dam Experts, we have the new voice of the Sip and Dip Lounge on the podcast. Horno Dam Experts is produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda.